The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. This is episode 164, part one. I hope everyone is doing great. I hope you all had a fantastic week. It is Friday evening going into Saturday morning, folks. And as you may have noticed, I have taken a few days off here and there. I usually explain that to you, but I even took yesterday off. And there's a reason for this, folks. Um, I have been extremely busy working on the next phase of the Dust and Gold Standard. We are finally, after talking about it for a couple months, gearing up to launch on YouTube, BitChute, and Rumble. We're going to skip Odyssey. I know a lot of folks like it, but they make you sign up as a creator for a crypto account. And I am not comfortable giving my bank account information to someone I don't know. And I wouldn't suggest that uh, you do that either, ladies and gentlemen. So we are going to be launching on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute with the goal of hopefully attracting younger folks out there. Plus, we'll expand naturally. Not a lot of folks listen to podcasts exclusively so they want the video version of the show so we're going to do that and i've been working on the graphics and the marketing and once you start to take that on you have then have to have thumbnails for all your videos on youtube so i had to come up with a streamlined approach to dealing with that so it's just been a lot of work and i'm like i can't record and work on that at the same time so we'll be getting back to the regular daily schedule very very soon in the meantime i will continue to deliver high-end, top-quality, thoroughly researched information and analysis on the history, present, and future of technocratic transhumanism, which is what we talk about here. And tonight, we will be picking back up with the gentleman, I call him the gentleman, who is Director of Innovation for the Rockefeller Foundation. And from there, we're going to kind of move around. I'm going to show you the full history of artificial intelligence that we started on in episode 163. I'm going to show you some information about what was happening under the Trump administration. I know some of you will get upset about that. Look, don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. Uh, I've got to show you this AI plus one coming out of the Rockefeller Institute. There's just a whole bunch of information that I've come across as I show you exactly where AI came from, what its purpose is as it begins to enter our life. I've been listening to some other folks in between while I'm working on projects, and I think a lot of people want to laugh it off or they don't understand the full picture here. I wish they would tune in and uh, listen to the show. Over the last 10 to 12 episodes, as you know, we focused on breaking down the anatomy 
of this smart prison planet that we find ourselves living in. And nothing is organic. It is all planned. It is all engineered. We know about the vast amounts of data that they are collecting on each person. The data that has now reached exponential growth. We know about how they handle this, how they collect the data through the sensors and all the smart city tech. They collect it through the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, all the devices out there. They then use cloud computing. They have new technology in the works that they're innovating to then move that data over and warehouse it in these tens of thousands of data centers around the planet Earth in the form of land warehouses, skyscrapers, floating barges, underground bunkers, and now they're even tinkering with putting data centers up in space. This is where the data is housed, it is processed, it is analyzed, and then it is used to power instruments like ChatGPT to be able to use, uh, to run real-time social credit scores financial credit scores all this stuff is being used to power this prison planet and that's why we've been breaking it down because i want you folks to understand how it works i want you to be aware that this system actually exists and we can't sit here and laugh and say oh our enemy is going to fail at this or our enemy doesn't know what they're doing or transhumanism sounds crazy or technocracy is just some weird idea from 1919 i have proven to you time and time again that this is here now some folks may find this information to be dark i don't know what to tell you is it dark yeah it's dark if you don't want to live in it Of course it's dark if you don't want to live in it. But how are you supposed to have any fighting chance at surviving in a system like this or teaching your children or grandchildren how to live inside of a system like this unless you understand it? So I see it as my responsibility to learn about this. And because I'm doing it anyway, I should share the information with folks that want to know more about it. Some would say, oh, it's a black pill. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, there are things that we can do about it. There are certain things you can do to exit the system, to live one foot out of the system. But unless you fully understand what the system is, this worldwide international global governance, and you understand the fact that the smart city structure is being built around the globe, so it is in fact a smart planet, then you can actually start to figure out how to escape it. Uh, One of the things that I've been working on the last couple of days, as you know, we we took chat GPT, because everyone was talking about it. Uh, We've really broken it down and and showed you where it came from, and we're going to get into the structure of it and the software behind it and how it actually works. I heard Maria Albanese Uh, talking about it with Mike Moore over at the Thomas Paine podcast about how it drills down and takes information out of the internet, which is not entirely accurate. Uh, As we explained here, there's two pieces. I mean, there's more than two pieces, but two main pieces to how it actually works. One, it's drilling down into the data sets that it was trained with, and it is not just pulling from the internet. It has select 
data sets that it's trained with. And then we're, we're talking, you know, 600 gigabytes of data in text format, which is quite a lot of information. And then it also has the algorithms, calculations, and formulas that drive it. And that's what tells it what to look for, how to combine it, how to put it together. And that's where all of the bias comes into play. One, it's pulling information, right? All the data that it has access to that could be biased to begin with, all right? Then the formulas, the calculations, the commands, the algorithms that tell it what to dig for and how to assemble it and how to give that information to you in natural language, which is what this is, natural language processing. So you type to it in natural language. It then responds to you in natural language, right? There's bias in that code. So let's say Elon Musk controls it or Donald Trump controls it or Joe Biden controls it or Adolf Hitler controls it. It doesn't really matter. It will deliver answers the way they want those answers to be delivered, which is why I've explained to you that this will become the purveyor of reality and the ministry of truth. All right, once children or older people or whatever it may be are interacting with it in a seamless fashion through their iPhone, through their Alexa, you know, through their tablet, through their TV, and they're just asking it questions and it's giving them answers and they're accepting that as truth, as accurate, because that's what they're going to be told that will be part of the adoption campaign as they continue to roll this technology out embedded inside of everything, as I've showed you, is not only coming, but it's really already arrived. And we're going to go through some technology today which already is using so-called artificial intelligence. Once that happens, people will just accept the answer uh, as being true. So one of the things we've been working on, because I am trying to demonstrate to folks, especially new people, anyone listening since episode one doesn't need this, but for new folks, I am demonstrating the power of artificial intelligence through the chat GPT software. And the way I decide to use it here, all right, I've taken chat GPT, I've hooked it up to a voice simulator. I told you about that. And I've showed it to you where I can talk to it. So I talk to it like Tony Stark would talk to Jarvis. And then it talks back to me, right? It's not a feature that's built into the software. So I put that together. Then I told you I was going to work on giving it a new voice. So the new updated Glenda, which is what I call it, she is now British. I can have her talk uh, in a German accent, Polish accent. I can switch over to a guy. I can do all kinds of things on the fly. So now my Jarvis can talk to me in different voices. And then what I did, and believe it or not, this stuff is not easy to do. Like you can't Google and just find this stuff. You've got to be able to do some tinkering, a little bit of coding. Um, I'm not going to put it out there for other people to do. But what I was able to do was now connect Glenda up to a visual, a graphic, uh, sort of a cyborg woman. And, and I have several different ones. So I created a piece of uh, art for the, for the show uh, that we're going to launch on YouTube where it's a uh, character of me 
I, I was very kind to myself, folks. AI likes me. It turned me into almost like a, a Neo-type character with a, with a really kind of grotesque robot, which is Glenda. Uh, what I'm about to unveil here, Glenda, is more of uh, sort of a gamer. I would say, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, kind of sexy robot. And Glenda will shapeshift and change forms as the show goes on. So we were able to connect Glenda up, and it took me several hours of coding and uh, messing around with this and put her just in a very simple 2d form where the mouth moves in real time so as chat gpt talks back to me it uh, has the british woman's voice and now you'll see it moving inside of this 2d animation of glenda we're in the process of building out a 3d animation and one of the reasons why i'm doing this is i'm trying to demonstrate to folks what this is going to look like on everyone's phone six months from now, a year from now. Now, it could already be happening. I mean, you could, you could be talking to people online. I don't know what people do. You could be going on video games, talking to people that aren't even real, that are powered by something like ChatGPT. It's just having a conversation with you. You think it's a real person, and it's uh, coming to you in the form of one of these digital deepfake puppets that we've broken down here on the show in past episodes and so you think you're talking to a real person it's not even real so what i'm hacking together over here is just to work around to technology that we really don't have access to or in some cases i'll find software to build out sort of 3d video gaming characters and it costs a thousand dollars two thousand dollars i'm not going to spend that to demonstrate this so i spent several hours i put this together in just a 2D form, so now Glenda will have the British voice, and she can speak to us through a character, and then over the coming uh, week or so, we'll have Glenda roll out in more of a, a 3D form, and uh, when I have conversations with Glenda, she will now uh, be this cyborg woman, sometimes an ugly robot. I'll change it up, depending on the show, once I get a little more comfortable with this, and then in the next hopefully week we're going to be launching a two-day-a-week live call-in show i want to do something like the old coast to coast but you as the audience will be able to either ask me a question or ask glenda a question and she will respond uh, back to you so this way we can make this interactive and i'm trying to show folks that this is what although it's very like gimmicky and it seems kind of goofy it's not it's to demonstrate with just me with basically a zero budget and some coding skills and graphic design skills could put something like this together imagine what the guys behind open ai uh, darpa the dod peter Thiel, elon musk all these big government contractor oligarchs what they can do what they're about to unveil and the next thing you know your child and your grandchild are going to have something like this so i'm here to show you get used to it this is what's coming all right we gotta stop we have to stop sorry about that that was my uh, connecticut new york thing we gotta stop no we have to stop talking about these things in abstractions and we have to stop looking at this stuff as just goofy and making fun of it because the fact is this is the world not just we're going to be living in we're already living in it look i just hooked this thing up on my show so i could talk to it split screen 
I mean, that's the world we live in. It's here. I didn't do anything crazy. I mean, yes, I had to do some coding. I had to work some hacks. I had to bring in some design skills. But there are thousands, you know, maybe millions of people like me that have a skill set like this that could do it. And now this is the world that we are in. We are inside of it. So when we get back, let me show you, uh, you know, what Glenda looks like with voice coming through her body in a live conversation where I'm literally talking back and forth with a robot, folks, with a robot. And I have the ability, I may be doing it soon, where I can literally wire the voice out into a talking actual robot that sits next to me. I mean insanity insanity but i'm trying to hit you guys hard with this so you understand this is what is coming to your children and grandchildren this is it folks we have arrived we live inside of the matrix i'll be right back this is dust to go with the dust to gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain dot tv slash gold all right folks so we're going to get into um all this good stuff tonight i've got so much information on uh, artificial intelligence and everything that it's embedded in we're going to get into the history i'm going to break it all down so you understand it because it is now unfortunately a part of your life it is here it has arrived they've been talking about this day for a long time uh the trump administration uh really amped it up the biden administration has been focused on uh expanding it even more the obama administration worked on it we brought eric schmidt you know formerly the head of google into the government under the trump administration to push ai forward I mean, this is real. We, we are in the AI age now. I call this the culture of technocracy. It is also the AI age. So, ladies and gentlemen, here, without, without further ado, let's uh, bring in our co-host, our sidekick, our in-house fact checker, who is not always accurate, folks. We've proven that. This is Glenda. This is just the first version of Glenda. Some of you over at Twitter saw the uh, ugly robot monster version of glenda but she's ai she's a shapeshifter so this is glenda here and we're just going to have a little conversation back and forth i want to show you you've heard her before but if you're watching over at pain.tv slash gold and soon you'll be able to watch over at youtube BitChute, and uh, rumble and you'll be able to have a conversation with Glenda as well. So let's uh, talk to Glenda. There's some stuff I was actually asking Glenda about uh, earlier. And I think we'll bring it in here. It's a good way to have a conversation with her to start talking more in depth about 
artificial intelligence and open ai as you know if you listened to the last couple shows open ai was founded in december 2015 i mean this is how the story goes by elon musk peter thiel sam altman and other billionaire technocrats uh, with this vision that they were going to stop Google from becoming the monopoly on artificial intelligence, it was a nonprofit. They were going to develop the AI, develop this superhuman uh, generative AI, and then they were going to be able to give the code to the people, to the peasants, to the plebeians. And we were going to be able to go out there and, I don't know, build AI tools or something. And now, as of 2019, it's a for-profit. Microsoft owns a big chunk. I've got some more information on that deal. We're going to get into that as well. I'll explain it to you. And uh, we know they took money from DARPA. <laughs> you know, so now OpenAI, they own ChatGPT and a suite of other tools that we've gotten into here extensively. So let's have a conversation quickly with Glenda. So you can just see her. Again, this is my first version, uh, my 12-hour build here of uh, Glenda with her new voice. So um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to ask her about some government grants. How much money has OpenAI received from the government? Thank you, Glenda. OpenAI has received funding from a variety of sources, including private investors, corporate partners, and government entities. According to its website, OpenAI has received funding from several government entities, including the U.S. Department of Energy and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, among others. However, the exact amount of funding that OpenAI has received from the government is not publicly disclosed. It's worth noting that OpenAI is a private company, and it's not required to disclose detailed financial information to the public. Additionally, OpenAI has stated that it is committed to maintaining its independence and avoiding any conflicts of interest that may arise from accepting funding from government entities. Okay, folks, so you got to see her. That's the test drive. That's the early version of uh, of my Jarvis, folks, of my Jarvis. But as you see, she is willing to, um, Glenda is willing to admit, and we've talked about this in some past shows, but we're going to expand on it now that we've done additional research. She's willing to admit that OpenAI received money from DARPA. Okay, and... She's also willing to admit that they are a private company. Therefore, they don't have to disclose detailed financial information. So everything that we hear about has to come out through various media sources. Wired has written about this, sometimes Bloomberg. Uh, Everything else is kept secret. So let's continue uh, with this line of questioning. And I hope you like her a new British voice, folks. She has a nice Polish accent, a little thicker than my wife's Polish accent. Unfortunately, so thick that you will have a hard time understanding her. So I'm not going to give her the uh, Polish accent. But let's dig a little deeper here. How much money has OpenAI received from DARPA? Thank you, Glenda. OpenAI has received funding from DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, 
as part of its efforts to support research and development in AI technologies. According to public records, OpenAI has received a total of $16 million in funding from DARPA over the years. In 2015, OpenAI received a grant from DARPA's Defense Sciences Office, DSO, to work on AI safety and develop tools for verifying the correctness of AI systems. In 2016, OpenAI received a $12 million grant from DARPA as part of its Artificial Intelligence Exploration, AIE, program. It's worth noting that while DARPA is one of the sources of funding for OpenAI, the company has also received funding from other government entities, private investors, and corporate partners. The exact amount and sources of funding may vary over time. And OpenAI is not required to disclose detailed financial information to the public. Okay, so right now, and uh, I want to clarify this because we've been talking about on the show, what I've been doing between research on my own and uh, actually asking chat GPT a number of questions over the last couple of days, I've been digging into the DARPA money. And what I've been able to find is exactly what Glenda is admitting to, that we'll never really know unless I can get into the government grant side, which it's very difficult. Uh, it's not really broken down into line items to see where all the money goes. But now I've been able to target that there were two grants from DARPA, one in 2015, which I brought up on the last couple of shows. All right, 2015, well, OpenAI was put together in December 2015. Now, let's just pretend, let's just pretend that Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, Sam Altman, and the rest of the folks over there, the rest of the Marvel superheroes, were not government oligarchs. They were just private industry technologists, venture capitalists, etc., etc., and they form a nonprofit that wants to study artificial intelligence, or they form a nonprofit that wants to start uh, study, you know, pie eating contests, or garbage disposal, or axe throwing, whatever it may be, right? So, if you were forming a nonprofit, could you set up your nonprofit for whatever it may be? I don't know to teach kids how to uh, understand that the gender they're born with is their gender, whatever it is, whatever it is. Uh, so you start this nonprofit. Could you form the nonprofit in December 2015 and then get a grant from DARPA in 2015 and it had to be December 2015? Could you pull that off? I, I don't think I could pull that off. I don't think anyone could pull that off. So these guys, what? Did they have a commitment from DARPA before they formed the nonprofit? If so, how was that done? How was that deal put together? You can't find anything on it, folks. So this says right here, in 2015, OpenAI received a grant from DARPA's Defense Sciences Office, DSO, to work on AI safety and develop tools for verifying the correctness of AI systems. Well, we know that in several occasions we've proven that glenda has not been correct even based on publicly sourced information of which when we 
called her out on it, she would apologize and then say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Well, we know that was the case even when we started off this conversation five or six days ago or shows ago when I first introduced Glenda to you. And I had asked her about Peter Thiel being invested in companies with Elon Musk, and she said there were none. Well, I knew right off the bat that Peter Thiel was invested in SpaceX, which controls Starlink. I knew Peter Thiel was invested in Tesla. I knew Peter Thiel was invested in Neuralink. And I knew Peter Thiel was invested in OpenAI. All of these Elon Musk companies' investments, we called her out on it, and then she admitted it. So right here, she's saying in 2015, they received money from DARPA. She's also saying in 2016, they received $12 million from DARPA as part of its artificial intelligence exploration program, AIE, which we're going to eventually delve into that. And she said there was a total of $16 million in funding from DARPA over the years. So I'm going to ask Glenda this. So OpenAI received... $12 million from DARPA in 2016. And you said they received a total of $16 million in funding from DARPA over the years. Can you break down the additional $4 million in funding? Thank you, Glenda. I apologize for the error in my previous response. After reviewing my sources... I was incorrect about OpenAI receiving an additional $4 million in funding from DARPA beyond the $12 million grant they received in 2016. To clarify, OpenAI has received a total of $12 million in funding from DARPA as part of its Artificial Intelligence Exploration AIE, program in 2016. This funding was aimed at supporting research and development in AI technologies. While OpenAI has received funding from other government entities, including DARPA's Defense Sciences Office, DSO, in 2015, I do not have access to information that confirms the exact amount of funding received beyond the $12 million grant from DARPA's AIE program. How did you come up with the number $16 million? Thank you, Glenda. I apologize for the confusion. After reviewing my sources, I have discovered that my previous response contained an error. OpenAI has received a total of $12 million in funding from DARPA as part of its Artificial Intelligence Exploration, AIE program in 2016. I apologize for any confusion this may have caused. It's important to ensure that my responses are accurate and based on reliable sources. And I will strive to provide the most accurate information possible in the future. But you can confirm that OpenAI did receive a grant from DARPA in 2015. Thank you, Glenda. Yes, that is correct. OpenAI did receive a grant from DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, in 2015. 
The grant was awarded by DARPA's Defense Sciences Office, DSO, to support OpenEye's research on artificial intelligence safety and the development of tools to verify the correctness of AI systems. While the exact amount of funding from this grant is not publicly disclosed, it is known that it was part of a larger effort by DARPA to support research in AI technologies. Okay, so there you go, folks. Just another example of where Glenda had to correct herself. And if we did not, if we did not do our own research, we would not have been able to dig deep enough to get the correct or now what we believe is correct information from Glenda. Again, folks, this is what your children and your grandchildren will be talking to. This will be the purveyor of reality and the ministry of truth. Glenda Mott. Glenda, ministry of truth, ladies and gentlemen. All right, when I get back, let's uh, start back where we ended in episode 163. I'm going to work through the rest of this Rockefeller stuff with you. And then from there, I'm going to start to show you some of the industries in which AI has already been injected, and then we'll jump back in and get involved with more of the history of artificial intelligence. And over the next couple episodes, I think we'll be able to shape this whole picture for you, and then you'll be an expert on the history, the present, and the future of artificial intelligence intelligence ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dust to go with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 